Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the CX Goalkeeper Podcast. Your host, Greg, will have smart discussions with friends, experts, and thought leaders on customer experience, transformation, and leadership. Please follow this podcast on your preferred platform. I am sure you will enjoy the next episode with the guest I selected for you. Ladies and gentlemen, today it's really a big, big pleasure because I have Christian Grossman together with me. Hi, Christian. How are you? Good. And you, Greg? Nice to meet you and thanks for having me here. Thank you very much. I am very, very happy and very thrilled that um, you accepted my invitation to share your story, what Speakeeper is doing. I know that you are very, very busy and you find time also to share your story with, with others. And therefore, thank you very much for your time. I am really pleased that you are here. Thank you, Greg. Chris, perhaps um, some people don't yet know uh, what uh, Beekeeper is, but before we start introducing Beekeeper, we would like to know something about you. And therefore, Chris, could you please introduce yourself? Yes, for sure. My name is Chris Grossman. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Beekeeper. I'm originally from Mexico. I lived there the first 20 years of my life, and I've been living the next 20 years in Switzerland. Great. Thank you very much, Chris. And uh, we would like also to learn a bit more about you. Uh, for example, you are a father of a great child and perhaps which, which values drive you in life? Thank you so much, Greg. Great question. So, yes, I'm, I'm a happy new father, three months old, of uh, my little daughter. Uh, what kind of values drive me in life? I think for me, one, one important one has always been working hard. Like that's how I learned it from my grandfathers, from my father. And the working hard is definitely one of the values that I, that I follow. And for me, also the topic of not only working hard, but also doing something good is really important. That's a little bit what uh, the story of Beekeeper uh, entails, which is really helping all of those frontline workers that are out there that we believe have been forgotten and disregarded for a very, very long time. And it's time to, to fix that. Mm -hmm. Oh, but that's a great story and a great introduction for the topic we would like to discuss today. Today we are speaking about empowering the frontline workers and I think we have different understanding about who are the, the frontliners. But before we deep dive in this topic, perhaps could you quick, quickly share what, what Speakeeper is doing? Yes, for sure. So at Peakkeeper, we have a big mission, which is connecting frontline teams. And we'll talk about what frontline teams are, but connecting frontline teams with everything they need to do a great job. We've learned over these last 10 years of building the company that frontline workers enjoy and love doing a great job. And we believe when we do empower them with technology, uh, two great things happen. One is frontline workers live better lives. They enjoy more of their work. They stay more loyal to their companies and the businesses they work for also thrive. So that's, I would say, our, our big mission. What Peekeeper does is to provide what we call a frontline success system, uh, which is an application that the frontline worker will download onto their phone. And in there, they will find everything they need in order to be productive, engaged, and informed at work. So we cover really everything they need. We have studied a lot what they need, what are the needs of a frontline worker, and we've distilled it in a very simple way and a very a frontline specific way for them to be more, more effective. 
what for a mission it's incredible i think you are already doing a, a great job and uh, i am looking forward to see the growth part of beekeeper and perhaps now read to, to make that understandable if we speak in our industry about frontline we always think about contact center agents and perhaps also um a bit about hospitality but you have a bit different view on that and i think it's it's really interesting who are the frontline workers from your point of view? Yes. So frontline workers is, I would say, the umbrella term we use for everybody who's typically not sitting in front of a desktop, like probably you and me and many of the people hearing this podcast. We spend our time behind a laptop. We have all of these browsers and tools open. That's the way we work. We Zoom, we use Microsoft Teams for video calls and so on. And it happens to be that people that work like that is only about 20 to 25% of the global workforce. So there's a vast majority, 70, 80% of the global workforce who are frontline workers. They have to stand on their feet. They have to do physical jobs. And it's everything from people working in a hotel, uh, the staff in a hotel, housekeepers, food and beverage in the kitchen. It goes on to retail, people in the shops, filling up the shelves, working in logistics, in travel as well, manufacturing, people in the factories, in construction. But it's a really big class of workers. Some of them are also sometimes called blue-collar workers, deskless workers. So there are many names. The one we, we like the most and find it describes also the fact that they're also on the front of the business is the, the word frontline. So th those are the frontline workers uh, for us and as we understand in the most generic possible way. And I, I think what you are saying uh, brings me to think about that. There are a lot of people that uh, have uh, such roles, and if they are happy in their life, they have a big, big impact on uh, on our society. Because for us, it's normal to to go and buy something, but this something should be there in the store at the right time at the right place. And this this is uh, their role. It's it's a big, big role in the society. Correct. Totally, totally. I mean, we, we went through it in the pandemic a couple of years ago. I think it became very evident and very clear how essential they are. They were also called during that time essential workers, right? I think they, they kept our world running while everything else stopped and there were lockdowns. It, the ones that had to keep on working were frontline workers and the essential workers, right? So as you say, they are the, the fundament and the basis of a lot of our, what our businesses do, our economies, and the, the society at large. It's, it's extremely interesting. And uh, you said you are working on this topic since roughly 10 years. What, what are the, the, the needs of these frontline workers? Yeah, so we've spent a lot of time studying and understanding what drives a frontline worker, what do they need in order to be successful at work, and there are a number of, of insights there. So we've identified, for example, in terms of needs to your questions, what do they need? Uh, we've asked many of our customers from the US, from Asia, from Europe, what do you need in order to be successful? And what you will always hear are things like, I want to know when I have to work, like what's my schedule, with whom do I have to work, what's my team. They tend to be very loyal and very close to their immediate teams, maybe not so much to the company, but to their immediate teams. How much do I earn? So the topic of payment is a really important one. They typically live almost from paycheck to paycheck. They sometimes have to juggle one, two, or three jobs. So the topic of payment and making money is an important one, right? And of course, what's the bigger picture of what I'm doing? So... If you compound all of these uh, 
questions that they have in their head, you will quickly find out that it's really hard for them to get that information in a very simple manner. There's sometimes that type of information tends to reside in systems that are spread all across the company. Uh, to many of them, they don't even have access. They have to ask their manager. So there are a lot of hurdles for them to actually get to the information that makes them be focused and at peace of mind and that they can serve better the customers and do their job. So the needs are very, very particular, are very different from the type of needs that an office worker would have. And that's why we believe building software and and technology for the frontline is like a completely different ballgame than building software for office uh, workers. We see it as one is like playing tennis and the other one is playing baseball. Both of them, you have something you needed to hit the ball with, but it's not quite the same. The rules are different, the players are different, and the way of winning and making them successful is very different. What you're saying, it sounds really extremely clear, and we see the, the big need of finding solution for them. But I think when you started, it was not so clear. And perhaps where does this idea to create this, this app, this solution from front frontline worker from? Uh, you shared with me uh, in a private discussion on the hotel story. I hope that you can share that mm -hmm. also today. Uh, keen to, to listen, uh, how did you create this, this great product? Yes, for sure. Um, so the, the story goes as, as follows. So the, there are two parts. One is more of a, a bit of a background story. Uh, personally, both of my grandparents were frontline workers. They worked in a factory. So I spent countless summers and afternoons with them. And I, I would say I was sensibilized with how the whole world worked, at least in the 80s. But bad news is it hasn't changed that much. It's still a lot of paperwork, bulletin boards, written hand notes, and so on. So it's it's very old-fashioned uh, still nowadays, when, and we see it with all, all our customers. Uh, how did we get started? So we initially had a, another idea. It was a student community that we were trying to build up uh, in Zurich. Turned out to be a great place for students to get, to exchange. It was some something like an anonymous Twitter. We got quite some, some nice traction and, uh, and through that we started putting some advertisement on the platform to make some money. And through that, uh, we got in contact with different HR departments. And some of them told us, hey, the platform looks really good. It's a, it's a great tool. Would it be possible to also use it internally for us? And initially we said, no, nope, we want to focus doing only what we want to be doing. But at some point we said, you know what? It's not such a bad idea. Why don't we give them the technology that we've built and the skills that we've built to bring people together and we offer that as a service for companies and that's how it started and one of our very first customers where i would say we had our eureka moment was with swiss hotel the brand that uh, was acquired by fairmont and then afterwards the accord group but uh, they were basically going through a transformation after being acquired a pmi project where they needed basically to rebrand everything internally towards their own employees in terms of What's the new strategy? What are the new values? What are the new processes? And so on. And they were struggling to get to all of their frontline workers. They had at that time around 50,000 people in 120 hotels. And none of them had an email address. It was really hard to reach them. And the typical methods of cascading information were too slow, too intransparent, and really hard to know if they were having the impact that they wanted to have. And that's where we started with a small pilot in a couple of properties in, in Switzerland. We deployed our platform to bring people together, together with 
the idea that you need to help them and bring them onto the platform. So we would drove from hotel to hotel, helping each and every single one of the employees to get on board. And by the end of the day, when we got back to the VP of HR and the CEO and said, you know what, you can write a message on your phone and everybody will read it right now. They were completely mind blowing because that's something that in the hospitality industry had never happened before. And it was an eureka moment for them, but also for us, because we were thinking, well, we're just helping them to bring people together. It turns out we solved a much more fundamental problem, which is how do they reach, interact, and enable all of their frontline workers, right? So that was, I would say, the, the turning point where we said, wow, we're onto something bigger here. It seems to be a really big problem. We, we took a bit of a step back and said, well, is it only a hospitality issue? or something that in manufacturing, retail, logistics, all that happens. And we were mind blown by, by the scale of this opportunity. It's really a great story. And it shows again that it starts small and if it's the right idea and it solves a problem that uh, companies have, then it can it can really scale up. But basically the question that I would have now, it's you, you, you did this example on, on the hotels. Now, perhaps speaking about manufacturing and so on, how can you bring this digitalization to the front line? What are the reasons? Yes. So I would say that the reasons vary from company to company. Nowadays, the reason is quite clear. In an economic environment where there's pressure around costs, increasing from labor, from energy, and so on, all the companies are looking for ways to become more efficient. We've heard also about the chronic a labor shortage that there is. So imagine you as a company, you're seeing more and more demand, your cost basis is increasing, you don't have enough people to cope with that. And one of the few ways of dealing with it is, well, you make the people that you have even more effective and more productive, and you give them better tools to be more efficient. So that's certainly one of the, the triggers that brings companies to, to do this. A couple of years back, it was more even the pandemic when they realized, wow, how do we steer a whole team with thousands or tens of thousands of people if we cannot even send the messages or, or let them know where we're going as a company, right? But I think, uh, yeah, in general, th those would be certainly uh, some of the main reasons why they, why they start engaging with us. There are others more on the personnel side in the sense that companies want to become a better employer. It's also this war for talent in the front line. It's equally true as for the office. And being a modern employer, offering the right tools, more flexibility to your front line is certainly something that allows them and helps them to cope with this war for talent on the front line. And now let, let's go on the other side. You described the advantages for, for a company, but for a front, frontline worker, and we discussed also that um, already once, it's perhaps you are outside on the road, working on the road or doing something, and then you need to take out your smartphone and check stuff and so on. Uh, how are frontline workers, workers reacting on this tool? Yes. Yes, so it, it's a super interesting uh, aspect because typically companies, like it, when we talk to management, they're like, oh my God, we're afraid of releasing this type of technology. It's typically the first time that they do it because so far it has been literally pen and paper and bulletin boards the way they work with the frontline. So they're kind of nervous and afraid of this change that comes and ask themselves questions like, well, are they going to use an app? Are they going to be open for this? 
Uh, will they want to install it on their front line, on their phone? And the philosophy we take and what we've learned, it's really the magic key to all of this, is turning everything around and asking yourselves, what's really important for the frontline worker in order to be truly successful and add a lot of value for the frontline worker? So we take this perspective of what is it that the frontline worker needs and the amount of value that we have been able to put in the app for them over these years is immense. So we get really good feedback from the frontline workers. It's a feelings of appreciation, what come back. It's feelings of, wow, we're being heard. We have a voice. We have a modern workplace where we can actually get the information that we need. It's flexibility for them to, for example, swap shifts or um, or, or, or trade a shift with their colleagues. So all of those things are advantages and values for the frontline worker that make their life easier and uh, allows them to be more engaged with the organization. So that's certainly, I would say, besides the big benefits from the company side, we always try to balance it with equally big benefits for the frontline. And I think that's the, the recipe for, for the success that we've seen with our customers, yeah. Thank you, Chris. What you are saying in our customer experience language is really the frontline experience, changing yes. that, improving that, making making it it easy, comfortable that you can use use that and work on that. And perhaps also to understand that, how are you coping with this frontline experience also in future? Mm -hmm. Do you have also panel groups, feedback groups that provide you feedback, or how it's working? Yes, yes, yes. As you say, the, the frontline experience is something really unique, uh, as I was mentioning before, as opposed to the office space, right? Uh, for office workers, you can have horrible interfaces like the ones we know from old ERPs, and people just have to use it, and they will use them, and they will hate them, but they will use them, right? In the frontline, the, the life is different. Frontline work by nature is hard. You might have some protective equipment, gloves, it's noisy. Maybe there's a lot of, uh, of, of uh, how do you call it? Like there are things that don't allow you to see really well. Uh, so you have to make sure that everything that they touch and that they do, it's super simple and quick and easy for them, right? Um, as opposed to the office workers, like we tend to work, for example, on a presentation, on an Excel file. So we are working with the systems to produce the output. In the frontline, it's different because the system is more of a guidance of a coach to let them know what they need to be doing, but they do it in the real world, right? So they need to put things on a shelf. They need to clean up a room. They need to produce something physically. So it's, it's a bit of a different interaction and a different philosophy. And that's why the frontline experience is so important. I think there's one rule that we've learned over these years. It's our golden rule, which is, that complexity is an absolute killer of adoption and of usage. Uh, the counterpart is also true, which is simplicity is king in the frontline experience. So what we see a lot is companies trying to take office tools, rewrap them or something, and just provide it one-to-one -to, -one to the frontline workforce. And that tends to be not the best way to approach this because uh, exactly this complexity is something that hinders usage, hinders uh, adoption, and ultimately also the business impact and the business value that we want to have. So the frontline experience, I would say it's, it's one of the key things to get all of this mixed right. Um, and it's something that we, we spend a lot of time 
from different areas. We have user researchers that actually spend time with our users understanding this type of thing. We have a lot of uh, feedback from our customers directly on how they use Beekeeper, what type of improvements they need. We drive a lot of our roadmap based on that. And we also have, for example, a, a customer advisory panel for our customers uh, more at sea level to understand more the strategic direction that our customers need to be supported with. And that helps us also trickle down that into the whole process. So I would say it's a very multidimensional way of trying to understand and trying to be as close as possible to our customers. Why? Because there's also a big disconnect and a big barrier. We ourselves, we are not spending our time like a frontline worker. So we need to invest extra effort and extra time to understand it and to know exactly what is it that they need. I would say in our language, walk in the frontline shoes. <laughs> yes, yes, very, very true. That's exactly uh, the way to describe. I am very aware of, of timing. We are coming to the end of the regular time of this of this game. I still have one question in, in the regular time. Uh, in 10 years from now, we are back on the CX Goalkeeper podcast and what we are discussing about. <laughs> I think in, in 10 years, I would like to discuss how the frontline and the perception of the frontline has changed and evolved into something that is, oh, that's the frontline to, wow, it's something exciting, it's something respected, and it's something that is equally empowered as the office workers. So that's certainly one thing I would love to, to be discussing. The other one that maybe 10 years it already passed or happened, but I think data is also a really strong topic for the frontline. Uh, we're talking here about even introducing basic systems to them. We're already thinking one, two, three steps ahead, which is by digitalizing so many paper processes, you suddenly have data and insights that you didn't have before about frontline engagement, how your organization works, where are the bottlenecks, how can you become more efficient? And I think that's a topic that in the next decade for sure will gain a lot more attention. And I'm very looking forward to discuss this topic together with you also in future uh, on the CX Goalkeeper podcast. The Now the extra time, the last three minutes of this podcast are starting. Three questions for you. The first one, is there a book that you would like to suggest to the audience that help you during your career or during your personal life? Yes, well, I mean... Uh... If they're interested about the frontline, I wrote a book about the, the rise of the frontline worker. There you go. Thank you so much, Greg. It's certainly one that I would recommend to read and it captures some of the insights and learnings we've had over the last 10 years of building Beekeeper and serving the frontline. Um, there are others uh, that I have been super helpful. One is certainly the one by Tony Robbins called uh, Unleash the Power Within, I think it was. I read a couple of years ago, more from the personal side. It was certainly a, a very good read and uh, changed a lot for me. Thank you very much. The second last question, it's about your contact details. People who would like to reach uh, reach you, what's the best way? Yes, so the best way is A, either to write me directly on LinkedIn. I'd be more than happy to, to connect with you. Follow our handle of Beekeeper on LinkedIn as well. We're always publishing the latest research and content around the frontline. Right now, we have, for example, the frontline trends and our insights from a frontline survey that we've done recently. So uh, if you want to learn more about that, that's certainly one way to, to stay connected or directly go to our website. You can check out our product directly there with our free trial. Uh, it's beekeeper.io. So 
Thank you very much. The and you will find connected. all this information also in the show notes. The last question is Christian's golden nugget. It's something that we discussed or something new that you would leave to the audience. I think the fascination for the frontline and an invitation to look closer in your day-to-day -day life because frontline workers are everywhere and their work is so essential and so amazing that it's fascinating just to observe a little bit closer and sometimes just ask them, hey, how is it doing the job that you do that tends to be so different from the office work? Thank you very much, Chris. It was really a great pleasure to have you on the CX Goalkeeper podcast. Please stay with me. To the audience, it was a great pleasure to have Christian Grossman, the CEO and founder of Beekeeper on the CX Goalkeeper podcast. I hope that you enjoyed this discussion as much as I did. As you know, feedback is a gift. Please contact me, contact Beekeeper. They have a great prog product for your frontliners. And if you want, please leave a short review on Apple Podcast. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, Greg. Thanks, everyone. If you enjoyed this episode, please share the word of mouth. Subscribe it. Share it. Until the next episode, please don't forget, we are not in a B2B or B2C business. We are in a human-to-human -human environment. Thank you.